0: Welcome past, present, and soon-to-be D&D players to D&D 101, a first-level course. I'm Max Hendricks, and...
1: What, do you want me to say something?
0: Yeah, I mean, you're my co-host. Shouldn't you introduce yourself? I don't know
1: if I'm your co-host. I think I just materialized here to correct you.
0: That's fair, but now you've got a second job.
1: Okay. I'm Aga. Happy?
0: Yes, thank you. So this episode, we're going to be talking about characters, specifically the different types of characters.
1: Wow, a whole episode about me!
0: Yeah, it's exactly what we needed, all from all from the get go.
1: I was born on a crisp autumn morning. I'm in not the me- fae rune.
0: Um, we're going to be talking about the different types of characters and um, character creation. For character creation, we're actually going to be making a character later, so that'll be fun.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited.
0: Aga won't tell me why we're making this character. It's a
1: secret! Okay,
0: okay, I'll find out later. And you will too. Okay. So, as far as characters go, there's several types. There's PCs and NPCs. I explained this in the first Politically corrects
1: and non-politically corrects.
0: Player characters and non-player characters. So, the PCs, or player characters, are generally the party. You
1: mean like me, and Frumpus, and Zira?
0: Exactly. The players in our party. In fact, it's been a few episodes now, and we haven't properly introduced our party. Zira, Aga, Frumpus, why don't you guys introduce yourselves?
1: Okay. Um, I'm Zira. Um, I wear miscolored, mismatched socks all the time. Because sometimes that's just how a gal lives. Hi, I'm Aga, and I can bench press two orcs.
0: At the same time?
1: Can you convert it yep. into metric?
0: Um, I'm Frampus, and I'm really good at card games, like the Pokemon TCG.
1: Oh.
0: And Magic, and Yu-Gi-Oh, and Duel Monsters, and Duel Masters, and... Now you know a little bit more about your favorite party. We've talked about player characters, so now we should probably talk about the non-player characters. So, the NPCs. They are the people that exist in the world that the DM is running for you. They could be your friends. They could be enemies, monsters. They could be bosses. They could be regular townspeople or uh, shop owners that you run into. They could
1: be a dragon!
0: Yeah, they could be a dragon. Another type of NPC are the DM PCs. They are the Dungeon Master Player Characters. These Gee are- Gee
1: whiz!
0: I know, it's a it's bit a of a big mouthful. Old,
1: big ol' word there.
0: It's a bit of a mouthful. The DM PCs are the characters that the DM plays as part of the party. There are different kinds. There are guides, people that help lead the party through the adventure. There are party gaps- I like to call them. Basically, when there aren't enough people in your party to accomplish the task that's in front of you, the DM might create a character to join you. Say you're in a dungeon and it requires three people to open a door unto untold riches. You're going to need somebody if you only have two players. So the DM will fill in this place for you. And there are self-inserts. It's when the DM wants to be part of the adventure, so they basically take a character that is a representation of themselves and insert it into the story. They could be part of the party or just an NPC that you run into more than once. I try to avoid doing this, but sometimes, honestly, I can't help it. Now, Aga, in the last adventure, you guys actually met a DMPC. Cobb. Cobb? Cobb, the farmer that you guys ran into.
1: Oh, I remember Cobb.
0: You see this short hairy individual coming towards you carrying a pitchfork. And he says, Oh well, howdy, how you doing? Good.
1: Hi. Hello.
0: Are you from the town over there? Nah, I'm I I live at that farm over there. Ah, and I wouldn't go uh, in that town anyway. There's some weird stuff happening. Can I roll? Wait, really?
1: I'm gonna roll investigation. I mean, uh, like appearance investigation on this man's insight. Insight. That's a 17, chief.
0: Uh, he seems like a regular farming man. (laughs) And (laughs) he seems pretty legit. He seems like a a farming man. (laughs) So that's a
1: 23. Okay. Okay.
0: Um, his intent upon seeing you and coming over to you is clear to you. He's a kind person and wants to say hi. Hi. Well, hello
1: there. I so, and I extend my big hand.
0: He goes, Well, howdy, uh, Dragon Lady. I am Cobb. Uh,
1: dragon Lady's my mother. <laughs> well, I'm Aga.
0: <laughs> it's, I'm pleased to meet you, Aga. My name is Kabateratop Plowhander.
1: Kabu huh?
0: You can just call me Cobb.
1: Cobb, all, right, all right,
0: all right, I have that card. <laughs> what, what's been happening in the town? I frankly do not know, but everyone's acting rat right silly, I'll tell you what.
1: What kind of silly?
0: Well, to be quite honest, it's not any normal kind of silly. It's like people are going about their daily lives, but they're just like, it's like they're drunk all the time, but nobody's had no whiskey. That sounds Let's go. Awesome.
1: <laughs> I, I'm i curious from
0: Oh, you're Frumpy. Good to meet you, Frumpy. Well, that's, you can just call me Frumpus. That's my given name. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, miss, what, how may I address you? Frumpy. Okay, (laughs) good to meet you, Frumpy. Let's go check out the silliness, gang. Come along, You you wanna ride into town? It's only about a 10 minute walk, but a five minute horse ride. Are
1: horse we all rid- on one horse? Nah, I got
0: a pickup. No, uh you you are offered a ride into town by this farmer Cobb. Do you take it?
1: Um, yeah he did. Yeah, sk-
0: yeah, sure a- why not. Fine. Okay, get on back. And when I say that, I mean get on the back of my wagon.
1: You said it was a horse.
0: Yeah, I got the horse on the front of the wagon. He hops up onto the front with the horse and goes, Get her in! And you all take off. About five minutes later, you arrive on the edge of this pristine, cozy little town. It's oddly out of season. It's. What well, season? <laughs> well, you guys are in autumn. It's surprisingly nice weather here. Um, you know for it's autumn. pumpkin
1: spice season. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> it is. You're right. I'm How be- dare you? I'm betraying me. my brethren of women. All right, go ahead.
0: Um, <clears throat> it's sunny and the grass is dewy, and it's very odd. You come upon this small town, and Cobb tells you, "Welcome to Lesterfield." <laughs> now, Aga. Once you all got into town, you met some normal or not so normal NPCs, the green grocers.
1: Oh, God, those guys.
0: Yeah. So you walk over to the grocer. It's a small little market store. And once you open up the door, there's a little ding uh as a bell rings and you walk in and there's this really cute couple inside uh with aprons on that are sort of like dirt brown and leather and they're running around filling out orders for people and they uh one of them turns to you uh, a, a balding man who says "oh hello welcome <laughs> hi" This does it
1: seems so weird
0: Are you weird? Do you have
1: free samples? <laughs> free samples? <laughs> what are you talking Of course! May I impartake in one?
0: Sure! And he throws at you, physically throws at you, like a handful of, like, raw beans, uncooked beans.
1: I catch one?
0: Okay, you've caught the bean.
1: Can I eat the bean?
0: Sure, it crunches in your mouth. And it kind of hurts your, your left back molar. Ah. Take one point of damage. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to go ahead and start actually making a character.
1: Finally!
0: Aga, you got to tell me. What are you making this for?
1: Oh, fine. You know my friend Jerry?
0: Yeah, the, he's, the gnome.
1: He's DMing a campaign. He is? Yeah! What's it about? I don't know yet. I haven't read the whole um, sheet on it, but we're all playing as humans oh. in like this society. It's really cool.
0: That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I think I can give you some pointers, and if as a human, yeah, as a human. <laughs> <laughs> First, we're gonna go to the classic, the players' handbook.
1: The word book, I'm not enjoying.
0: If reading long sections of text filled with lots of flavor and descriptions of a world does not interest you, this is probably not the route for you.
1: Are there pictures?
0: There are lots of really cool pictures, but it is a way that you can create your character that is slightly longer than if you were to use like an online tool or something. It goes section by section talking about things like Race and then class, and then your character background, and things like that. But they're each individual chapters, and they show you all of the ones that you could have. So you have to read through all of the options rather than just going for the one that you want.
1: Ooh, that sounds like a lot.
0: A little bit, but you okay. can skip ahead if you want. It's still a book.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, if that doesn't sound right for you, you could always use an online tool, something like Roll20. To be honest, I wouldn't suggest this one simply because it's still like using the player's handbook, fairly tedious, but it is online so you don't have to write everything down if you prefer typing. Roll20 traditionally is a website used for people who want to play campaigns online. They have maps, they have little tokens for your characters, they have little animations on those maps. It's basically a community for people that want to play games online together. My personal favorite of the online tools is D&D Beyond. I'm not sponsored. I wouldn't mind.
1: You do pay a premium membership for that though.
0: Yeah, it's annual.
1: And expensive, I'm gathering?
0: No, it's under $30.
1: Okay, go on, go on. Tell, uh, let's not discuss your expenses much more.
0: <laughs> yeah, thank you, Aga. Uh, D&D Beyond, it's an online tool that's supported by Wizards of the Coast, the creators of dungeons, or the owners of Dungeons & Dragons, where you can access game rules, books, you can create characters and items and all kinds of things. It's a really handy way to make your character... It's probably not the fastest way, but it is a lot more...
1: Streamlined?
0: It's... Yeah, that's a really good word for it. It's very streamlined. It will give you brief explanations for the different options that you're given, and there are tabs that can pull that you can search through rather than having to read through all of the text, mm-hmm. which is really nice. Mm-hmm. It's fairly simple, and by the end of it, you have a fully formed character that... Uh, it ad- adheres entirely to d rules.
1: Ah. Yes. There's the catch.
0: Yeah, so if you want to make your character that has 30 charisma, you won't exactly find it on D&D Beyond. Um, and then lastly, there are character sheet apps. Um, these are probably the absolute fastest way to go if you have, like, a one-shot or something and you need to get your character out in five minutes or less. It has uh, small sections that you roll through, and it doesn't take any time at all. Super simple explanations, and by the end of it, it's it's like playing with D and D Beyond, but it cuts down to like a fifth of the time.
1: Isn't that how I was created?
0: That's really meta, but yeah, Aga, that is how you were created. Oh, did I
1: part the kimono too much?
0: Yeah, I think we're seeing Let's a little too. Let's close that back up. Yeah, too much leg at the moment. <laughs> Um, so let's go ahead and use D&D Beyond. All right. So we could have homebrew content, stuff that I made. We could have things from uh, Magic the Gathering. Let's just stick with the regular stuff, okay? Okay. So starting off with race, right?
1: Human.
0: Human. We got that. There's some variants, but we don't need to go into that. Okay. Traditionally, with being a human, you get to have a language. Which would you like to speak?
1: May I see the options?
0: Yeah, go ahead. There are things like gnomish, aracocra. Giant? Yeah, you could speak giant.
1: Hmm, let's see. I like deep speech. I want to have a deep voice.
0: All right, you speak deep speech. Up next is... Your class. So there are lots of different classes that you could choose from. Uh, Any that stand out to you?
1: Tell me about the druid.
0: Okay. Druids are people that traditionally will live off in nature, and they draw their magical powers from the nature around them. You could be a druid in a bog. You could be a druid in a desert. You could be a druid at sea, honestly and all of your magic comes from the nature around you, whether it's from a god or just from the planet. Some some druids can actually change their shape into different animals.
1: Wow. Um, and and uh, can you tell me about a ranger?
0: Okay. Uh, rangers typically live on the edges of society. They're good with weapons. They could be hunters. And... Similar to druids, they actually cast magic based, on, based from nature in later levels.
1: Wow. I kind of want to do my magic now, so I think I'll pick druid.
0: Okay. Uh, druid sounds good. So, part of being a druid, just like every other class, you get certain proficiencies that you can choose. Uh, let's go through the list and see which one looks good for you, okay? Okay. You get two of them. You could have something like animal handling or arcana. Nature. Oh, okay. Nature. Nature sounds good. Nature. And for your second one? Medicine? Medicine. That's good for healing people and bringing them back from almost dying. <laughs> so now that we've figured out your class, we're going to talk about your ability scores. Uh, in D&D, there's different ways that you can figure out the stats that you're going to be using for the game. You know, things like strength, dexterity, constitution, all that good stuff. There is the standard array, which is six numbers which are predetermined for you from 8 to 15 that you can put into your different stats according to which ones need to be stronger and which ones don't need to be. Then there is the point buy system where you have a pool of 27 points that you can place into the different ability scores. You start out with 8 and for each point, you add an extra one until you get up and you've used them all. And you could also roll your stats if you'd like. You could use dice, uh, 4d6 or 3d6, depending on how your DM likes to do it. Or you could use a dice rolling app like we use on the show. I think we should go ahead and use the point by system for you.
1: Okay. Makes the most sense for me.
0: Right. So being a druid, you're probably going to want to put most of your points into wisdom because that's Uh where your magic is going to be cast from.
1: You mean I can't max out my strength?
0: Well, you could. You don't actually need to make wisdom the most, the highest stat for you.
1: Awesome, because I would not play a character that's not as jacked as I am.
0: Well, you could put all of your points into strength and wisdom and then have nothing left over. Okay. Okay. Now that we've figured out where your points are going to go, we've got to talk about your background.
1: Uh-huh.
0: All the stuff. The, the person that you were before you became an adventurer.
1: hmm
0: So there's lots of different options. You could be an acolyte, an anthropologist. Ooh, a, a ni- hermit. Hermit. Okay. Uh, Traditionally, a hermit is someone that lives in seclusion. They could have been in a sheltered community, like a monastery, or entirely on their own before they are being pushed into society, either on their adventure or by themselves. So, uh, just like all the backgrounds and the classes, you can have certain proficiencies, like religion. Uh, Are there any that you'd like to add for your background? What survival do? It's usually good for adventuring out in the wild. And then you also get one tool proficiency, something like alchemist supplies or a dice set or you could play an instrument dulcimer. Dulcimer.
1: Dulcimer. Okay. Why why do they have tools? It, instruments, I guess.
0: Well, tools would be good for certain situations where you need to like craft or Maybe you're working with potions and so having an alchemist's kit would be good for improving the quality of your potions or maybe you want to play an instrument and that's just because. And also, you get an extra language as a hermit.
1: I'll speak gnomish.
0: Now that we've got your background all figured out, you're going to go ahead and pick out what your equipment is. You can either have a pool of money based on your class and your background that you can buy items with, and then whatever's left over from that gold you carry on to your adventure, or you can start off with the standard equipment based on your class.
1: One of these things sounds easier than the other. Let's do that
0: one. Okay. We're just going to look at your standard equipment then. So, like a normal adventure, you'll have common clothes, you might have uh, an herbalism kit which is good for making potions.
1: Would be good for a druid.
0: True, true. And typically you do get access to a simple melee weapon. What are you thinking?
1: Uh, great club, of course. I would add a halberd, but it doesn't seem to be on the list.
0: Nope, you can't get that one. Sorry, Aga. Aw. All right. And mm-hmm. we've got your armor figured out, your weapon. And you can choose between an explorer's pack And it looks like a Dungeoneer's pack. What's in each? Well, an Explorer's pack is better for your just average adventure. Rations, a blanket, torches, regular stuff for an adventure. A Dungeoneer's pack is better if you're more of like the kind that's going into deep dungeons looking for treasure and you're going to need like climbing equipment and stuff.
1: Okay. I think Explorer's pack makes a little more sense for my character. I don't think he's been underground.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. All right, you got your explorers pack? Yep. And we are good to go. Your character has all come together. Would you like to see him? Yes. Here is your very strong and kind of wise druid. Yeah. Do you have a name?
1: I think I'm going to name him a very human name. Okay. Something like...
0: Like Robert? No, Chauncey.
1: David. 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 I'll make him a beach guy. Okay. I'm looking at the map right now. I could make him from this this really big region in J- Jerry's world. It's called, oh, I might be mispronouncing this, California. Uh,
0: I think that says California. California.
1: California.
0: Sure. So this dude's a, a beach bum druid.
1: Okay, yeah,
0: I like it. So this last part—it's just a personal thing, really. I like it the best. But can you can you figure out your character voice for me?
1: Oh, uh, let me let me spin you a little bit of David. Let me I saw, it, dude.
0: Hey, David.
1: Hi. I was wondering which way the which way the waves were.
0: That way, with the water.
1: Oh, sick. All right, all right, all right. Thank you you very much.
0: I like David. A few extra things when we are talking about character creation. You don't have to do it in the same order that we've done it. You can figure it out from any piece that you want. If you have a name and you want to create a character around that and then figure out their race, class, and all that, that's fine. If you want a a certain race or class and then figure out from there, it doesn't matter. Just have fun with it. Your DM may set restrictions on race or class because of the setting of their story or the makeup of your party. Maybe they need certain classes because there are too many casters or too many fighters, but you can always try and negotiate with your DM. Just figure it out at your table, make it work. A really important part about playing your character now that you've made it is the role play. Role playing as your character is all about making the choices that your character would make. We've talked about this before. Making those choices is generally something that you can do based on your class or the background that you chose or your stats. Um, when you have your ability scores, something that you are good at might not be something that somebody else in your party will be good at. So knowing what your character can do and what they would do in the situation that they find themselves in is always good. Okay, say you encounter a group of bandits, you would rush Draw my halberd! Exactly, but what would David do?
1: It all comes and goes, man. They're just chilling, they're living life, they're doing what they need to do. They hurt anybody? I'll be there up in the trees, but they're keeping to themselves? I pay no mind.
0: That is an excellent character choice. Good thinking, Aga.
1: Thanks. It took every fiber of my being not to charge on those bandits. But it's fun.
0: I'm proud. Another important part about role-playing as your character is making sure that you don't metagame. Basically, don't use the information that you have that your character doesn't to influence their actions. Only act based on what your character knows. Now you know a lot about... And I mean a lot about creating and playing your character. Playing in the world of Dungeons & Dragons is all about finding compromise between what you would do and what your character would do. Sometimes you do need to make sacrifices just so that you can advance the story. But staying true to your character is oftentimes the most important thing. Once you have your character, you know what you need to do. And if you forget, the DM's there to help. Use the rules... Break them. Do whatever you want. Just have fun playing Dungeons & Dragons, okay? Thank you for listening, and a special thank you to Jan Morgenstern for the use of our theme, Circling Dragons. I'm Max Hendricks. The voice of Zira is Marisa Whitcomb. The voice of Frumpus is Paul Winch. And the voice of Aga is Rita Welch. Thank you, and as always...
1: Just believe in yourself, man. That's all you really need. Just have faith in you. Yeah.